Tristan, why are you here? Hi, Daniel. Hey. <laughs> well, I, I mean, sorry to barge in and interrupt what you're doing, but I'm so excited about the hand-to-hand holiday market. I just wanted to come over and tell you immediately all about it. <gasps> tell us about it. Oh, okay. So this is going to be the eighth annual hand-to-hand holiday market, November 10th. It's a Sunday. Okay. From 11 to 5 p.m., free to attend. You said free to attend? Yes, totally free. Didn't cost you no money. Wow. Yes. Okay. And there's over 45 vendors. And this year, there's a theme. What's the theme? Self-care through the holidays. Wow. Yeah. So... If you're feeling stressed and feeling overwhelmed with the holidays coming up and feeling like you can't take care of yourself and get your Christmas shopping done Mm -hmm. or whatever kind of shopping you need to get done to buy some gifts and surprise people, Mm -hmm. then you can come to the hand-to-hand market and you can take workshops and basic ways that you can develop your handmade business to help you with that, but also to de-stress and how to refocus on yourself through a time of year when we feel like we overgive and and have to keep going and going for others. So... That is why I came over and interrupt everything that you were doing so I could tell you about how awesome this year's holiday market is going to be. Guys, that sounds amazing. You have to show up. It's free. Free. To the public. Yep. Workshops. Yep. Oh my gosh. Skill shares. And some self-care is going to be all up in there. Panel discussions? Yes, panel discussions too. Oh my gosh. Guys, show up to the hand-to-hand market. The eighth annual hand-to-hand market holiday market. Yep. November 10th, Sunday, 11 to 5 p.m. Where? Revolution Mill and the Wham Rev Gallery. Ram Rev Gallery. Wham Rev Gallery. Show up. Come in strong. Let's get it. All right. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. Welcome to the 112th episode of the Free Pizza Podcast. Today's guest is Megan Ross, a dancer. Enjoy. here what's up Megan um I'm doing well how are you I'm doing well nice little Sunday we just uh talked about how it was so rainy in each part I'm, I'm in Greensboro you're in Durham so we're getting kind of the same weather yes very gloomy Sunday yeah so thank you for waking up with me this morning and doing this in the morning I really appreciate it and I'm excited to see what you're about of course thanks for having me absolutely and this is another interview with the North Carolina Dance Festival that is going on on uh, November 8th and 9th here in Greensboro and we're going to dive on into Megan's story. So, Megan, how did you get into dancing? How did that start for you? Um, well, I started dancing when I was in kindergarten. And it was because all my friends had taken dance the year before. Um, and I saw their dance costumes that they got to wear for the recital. And I was jealous of them. So I asked <laughs> them to sign me up uh, for dance the following year. Um, and then since that, I've just stuck with it. And it's become a big part of my life. That's amazing. Can you kind of tell us about, I guess, what type of dancing you did as a kid, kindergartner? <laughs> I think it's called creative movement. Yeah. Um, so it's mostly my, uh, playing with scarves and dancing around to different music. I think my first recital was to be a flower seed. We <laughs> entered the stage behind a giant cardboard box and then 
came out and did whatever little dance five-year-olds can do. Um, but then moving on, I studied ballet and modern um, for the most part. Uh, I went to Alabama School of Fine Arts, which is a high school for seventh through 12th graders. Um, and it's a pretty rigorous program where we would go to academics until about one o'clock in the afternoon. And then we would go to our specialty, which for me was dance until like 530 or seven. Oh my gosh. And that was like pretty much every day? Yes. Oh my was. gosh. That sounds insane. So I'm guessing your parents are pretty supportive of you doing all this. Definitely. Yes. They've been great. Um, always supportive of me following what I want to do. I was fortunate that my school was actually a, a public school, so they didn't have to pay for additional dance lessons. Of course, they still, you know, bought my uniform and stuff. I had to wear to class, but emotionally, they've always been super supportive of me. That is absolutely amazing. So you say you kind of stuck with the modern side of dancing? Yes. So um, through high school, it was very much a ballet, modern dance focused program. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I knew that ballet was fun, but what I really loved was modern. So when I went to college, I went to Muhlenberg College, which is located in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where I really dove deep into different styles of modern dance, um, as well as choreography and got to explore more within that realm and develop my interest, especially in choreography. Absolutely, and what about modern dance opposed to other types um, kind of stuck with you? Why, why modern? Um, I think modern offers a sense of freedom, maybe. I still love to take ballet class and I still love ballet technique. I teach ballet um, many times a week to younger students, um, but modern you get the liberty of creating your own movement. You get to play with different sound scores. You also get to experiment with what it means to create a dance performance. So it doesn't have to fit into the structure of a traditional stage, um, a traditional dance movement vocabulary, traditional relationship between audience and dancer. You really get to play more and it can all fall into the umbrella term of modern dance. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm curious, what took you to Pennsylvania? Um, well, <laughs> growing up in Alabama, I had dreams of going to other places. Uh, and so I really thought I wanted to go to New York. And the first time I went to New York, I was kind of scared yes. of it. Such a big city um, and overwhelming. But I still wanted to go north. So I uh, actually met someone who went to the school I ended up going to at a dance summer intensive. And I thought she was really cool. I thought I would love to learn to move like her. Um, so I went to audition at Muhlenberg and I fell in love with it. I thought it was a beautiful campus. So I ended up going to school there. I will say the winters were harsher than I could have ever expected. <laughs> that winter freshman year was really hard. I had to get new coat, new boots, uh, yes, learn yes. how to deal with the snow, but it was a good time. That is insane. So you said, you said in New York, you did a, what was it called? I did a dance intensive um, at the Theater of Harlem. So I guess predominantly for kids that are still in school, um, during the summer you can choose to study at an intensive instead of going to like a summer camp maybe that other kids are doing. Um, so this one was through Dance Theater of Harlem, which is a company located in Harlem, New York. Mm -hmm. It was uh, six weeks where we would go every day and train um, at the Dance Theater of Harlem studios with their faculty. Um, so you would go and take class from like nine to six every day. And so I did a lot of those throughout my high school career. We were really encouraged to do it. 
um, at my school to continue our training over the summer. Yes. So would, would that be sort of kind of like an internship in a way? Um, I'm not sure if it's an internship. It, it's more like additional classes. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I have done arts admin internships, but in terms of, I guess the biggest equivalent to an internship for a dancer would be like an apprenticeship or a trainee position with the company, which I have not done. But gotcha. I do know people when they're younger, if they, especially if they want to be in a ballet company, they can go in and take a position as a trainee or apprentice. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And recently I talked to another dancer who's in the festival as well, who actually went to a school that they didn't have to audition, which I thought was pretty insane. So how was the audition process for you in Pennsylvania? Um, the audition process was I went and we took a ballet class, a full ballet class with the director of the dance department. Mm -hmm. And that was very fast paced <laughs> and I was nervous. It was kind of a blur. <laughs> and then after that, we got to do a um, modern section of the audition, which actually felt much better to me. I think a lot of students coming from high school aren't as exposed to modern, um, but I was fortunate that that was a big part of my high school training. So I felt pretty confident in that aspect. Um, and then after that, we just got, oh, I think we had to come in for an interview as well. We had to come in for an interview yes. and um, show a solo that either we had created or someone had created on us. So I actually showed a solo that I'd choreographed um, my senior year of high school. And then they asked me questions about that. And we just talked about what I wanted to do with my college career with dance. Um, and then they sent us a letter later saying if we got in or not. <laughs> That's amazing. Obviously you got in, which is pretty yeah. amazing. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about kind of maybe what you learned in school, like maybe some difficulties that you faced and kind of how that process was, uh, if you can. In college or in yeah. high school? Oh, uh, through Both. college. Okay. Yeah. Um, through college difficulties. Um, I think the biggest thing in college was it was hard to figure out who you are because you're going through all these changes and you are kind of an adult, but you're also still learning all these things on how to be an adult. Um, so in terms of dance, it was kind of a struggle of like, I know what I want to do, but you're telling me to do things. Um, but I think that actually almost worked well because then you were able, if you really were passionate about something like, for instance, this piece I'm showing, I really was passionate about creating dance that audiences could enjoy watching because at that point in time, I felt like modern dance was so abstract mm -hmm. that um, sometimes it was hard for non-dancers to connect with what they were watching. Mm -hmm. So I was really passionate about creating something that I thought audiences could enjoy watching. And um, I think I did a good job of that. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I think that's what it was, was mostly just like really struggling to find your own voice. But then once you find it, latching onto it and then growing from there. Awesome. Awesome. And I guess with it being, I mean, was, was the school pretty loose as far as its curriculum or were they pretty strict on, you know, kind of what you were doing? Uh, so they were kind of flexible. I actually double majored in French and dance. Okay. Um, so a lot of people were able to double major and that wasn't a problem. There were requirements, but you could pick a concentration that you wanted to go. So you could do performance, education, or composition. Um, 
And I think technically I ended up doing performance, but I kind of completed the requirements for all three just because I took the electives and the different classes to fulfill those. Yeah, so you they still placed you in levels for technique classes, but then based on what your interests were, you could decide which uh, other classes you wanted to take. That's nuts. So you were very busy in college, what it sounds like. Uh, definitely. Yes. I tend to overschedule <laughs> myself. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I, don't, I know exactly how that feels. Uh -oh. So that's amazing. So um, for Pennsylvania, did you, what kind of, what route did you take after school? I'm sorry? What route did you take like after school? Like what did you do okay. when you, after you graduated? So I actually graduated in 2017. Mm -hmm. um, so right after college, I moved to Durham. Um, and I started working at a dance studio here called Barraskill Dance Theater School mm -hmm. as a receptionist. Um, and I had come to Durham for the American Dance Festival while I was in college, and I knew I really liked the area and thought it would be somewhere I would want to uh, go after school. And I've just stayed, and now I'm actually teaching a lot of classes at Barraskill. Um, I've had the opportunity to choreograph and meet a lot of dancers through the Durham dance scene. Mm -hmm. um, and also, as you know, working on my Pilates certification, which is hopefully wrapping up in 2019. Yes. <laughs> You're so close to the end. That's awesome. So I want to get to the Pilates thing in a minute. But as far as you teaching, giving a choreographer, what kind of goes into you creating those movements and increasing that vocabulary? Like what goes into that? Uh, so for me, I like to start, I tend to start with an idea or a feeling of something that I think would be interesting to make a dance about. And then I like to go and improv in the studio. And oftentimes I'll film myself improvising um, just around that theme. Maybe I'll play music that like gets me in the mindset of that theme. And then I'll go back and watch the video and kind of pick out things that I think are interesting, moves that look like they could be developed more. And then I will try to work on them. Um, and then I bring in dancers and I like to try out different those different movements, maybe I'll make like a series of movements into a combination and I'll set that on them and then really play with the order, the editing. The best part is when you have dancers that are truly willing to just work with you through the editing process and you can just continue to throw movement at them and see how it looks and then say, nope, I don't like that anymore. Let's change it. Let's put it here. Um, that's really the most exciting part for me. That's amazing. And what I guess do you obviously dancing is a very emotional thing so i guess emotions play a lot into the different dances you're making the free piece of podcast is sponsored by zipster specializing in custom websites and local design you don't have to lift a finger to look cool online visit zipster.com and see what they can do for you uh yes i think so i think how I'm feeling about myself, about the world, about my friends, about my relationships, definitely play into my dancing, but I don't necessarily make emotional dances. Like I think I draw ideas from real life um, based on how I'm feeling, but I don't wanna make a dance that's so emotional that I'm trying to make the audience have the same emotion as me. I want them to still be able to interpret it in whatever way they're going to. Right, and I, and I also see that you're teaching um, ballet and contemporary at the, the bar school, right? Yes, I am. I teach uh, our like seven to nine year old ballet classes and then I teach um, several of the contemporary classes. 
That's awesome. So how is it teaching um, kids? Is it pretty difficult? Or are you pretty good with it? Or how do you feel? I love doing it. I think it's so much fun. Um, the ballet classes are great because those students are kind of learning, oh, this is what it means if I really want to pursue ballet. I need to come and learn these movements and I need to come and focus when I come to class, which for seven-year-olds is sometimes really challenging. Mm -hmm. um, but it's exciting to see them move from, oh, I just like fluffy pink tutus into, <laughs> oh, I'm starting to learn like what a plie is or what a ronde jambe is. Um, and then contemporary is great because I feel like that's where I get to kind of show them how they can be their own artist. We do a lot of improvisational games in my contemporary classes, so I like to see then discover that they can discover they can create new movement and they can find their own way of moving outside of what they've learned in ballet technique wow that's insane that's cool i, 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 I always give it up to teachers of you know <laughs> all types because i know that can be <laughs> pretty difficult but that's awesome that you're enjoying it yes thank you yes absolutely and i see that you've been in showcases in charlotte and in uh, richmond and new jersey so how did you get how do you get into those different showcases what's that process like you google okay um <laughs> and then typically um festivals want you to send a video of a piece sometimes they just want you to write up what your piece is about in a proposal um and then it's basically an application process sometimes you have to pay an application fee and then they'll let you know if you are in or not um and so then i've brought my piece and my dancers to those different venues um, and we've either it's been like a Saturday, Sunday show situation or Friday, Saturday, sometimes even just one day. And we just go up to Charlotte, for instance, and perform the two nights, um, get to meet the other artists that are performing in that show and then head home. And it's really fun to get to be in different communities, um, showcasing work and meeting new artists. That's amazing. Yeah, it's always good. With, I guess as far as the networking piece, that's always great. Has it what's been your favorite locations that you've been to? Um, I really love the Richmond Dance Festival um, mm -hmm. at downtown. Jess over there was super supportive and sweet. When we got there, um, the lighting crew and tech crew had already kind of created what they thought would work with the piece based on the video, which was amazing. I haven't had that happen before. Um, so it was just a really great experience. And, dog, or, and Richmond is just super cute as well. They have good brunch, <laughs> good hiking. It's great. <laughs> which is always good. Yeah. Yeah, so before we get to the the NC um, the NC Dance Festival, let's talk about the Pilates. So, what's making you kind of go that route of doing that? Um, so I have always had Pilates as a supplement to my dance training um, to try to make me stronger and not as wiggly with my muscles. <laughs> um, so I, it's always been in the back of my mind as something I'd be interested in doing. Um, and then I just started it last year officially um, through a training center here in Durham, which I'm super excited about. And um, I'm getting close to the end. It's like 950 hours in 12 months, so it's a little hard to do while also working. Um, but I'm hoping to wrap it up soon. And my goal with that is um, that I'll be able to have a slightly more flexible schedule with teaching Pilates and teaching dance classes so that I can have time to schedule rehearsals with my dancers and create new work um, because it is challenging to find times when everyone is having to work jobs in addition to creating art. So my goal is to create time in my own schedule to put more time to focus on my art. 
that's actually a good segue because I always ask artists of this, this of you know, all in all industries, like how do you create that balance of work and in I guess work and pleasure? Like how do you, how do you do that? I think it's really hard, yes. <laughs> especially <laughs> when you have to pay bills and various things. I'm lucky that my job, at least, is in a field that I'm interested in. Like I'm still in a dance studio all the time. Um, so it's a little bit more flexible than people who have a traditional nine to five job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you kind of have to negotiate, like, what am I willing to give up in terms of salary or job schedule, uh, so that I do have time for my art because otherwise you're just making art on the weekends and then you have no free time at all. <laughs> Absolutely. Which is not the, not the best way not- to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it happens, but maybe not the healthiest method. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yes, yeah, so let's go to the NC Dance Festival. So how did you get in contact with them? Was that this year or last year? Um, I think we applied, I'm going to get, I think it was in, oh, it was in January. It was over ML weekend was the deadline. Um, so, yes, we applied at the very beginning of 2019, and then, I don't remember when they sent the acceptance letter, um, but then we had a meeting in August in Greensboro where we got to go and meet Anne and the NCDF team and the other choreographers that are presenting work. Um, And yes, the show started in September, I think in Asheville, Durham's just happened in October, and then Greensboro is coming up in November. Yep, and you are, are you doing the eighth or the ninth? I'm doing the ninth. The ninth, so awesome. And you have it, your performance is called uh, To Meet Like a Peep. Yes. Yes. So can you, obviously don't tell us all, everything about it, but can you kind of give us an overview of what to expect when watching it? Um, so this piece is meant to be fun. Again, this is kind of my rebellion against serious modern dance. So the moves are created more inspired by what you might do when you're just having fun and being goofy. Um, it kind of developed into a piece that reflected my relationship with my sister Mm -hmm. because she is not a dancer. And so thinking about the movements we do together that are just for fun, just to giggle when we're dancing to like a Taylor Swift song, which I know is basic, but (laughs) back in the day, it was less basic. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we, I just created this movement and it's kind of a, an ode to, me being maybe more of my taking myself seriously and creating real modern dance and then transitioning into this crazy world of Peyton inspired movement, which Peyton is my sister. So, yes. That is going to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) There's Taylor Swift in the actual show. It is not her singing. Oh, it's not her singing. (laughs) No, it's not her singing. I was thinking, um, I meant more when we're dancing at our house, it might be the Taylor Swift. But in the actual show, no Taylor Swift. Oh, bummer. Just to clarify. I know, I know. Everyone's listening is so bummed right now. Gosh, Megan. <laughs> but that's awesome. I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm going to go with both nights because I talked to Ann Morris and she's amazing and she yeah. I'm definitely going to show up because it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. But that's amazing. And I think it's different artists each night, so you should definitely try to both if you can. Yes, I've actually talked to a few of them. I'm trying to do like almost kind of everyone that's going to be in the festival, all the dancers. Um, so I'm talking to everyone, and everyone sounds like they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. So I'm super excited. 
Yeah, you're going to have such an interesting perspective when you've had detailed conversations with everyone before seeing any of the pieces. Yes, yeah, so I've, I've got I've kind of got a glimpse of kind of what they are, but I still have no clue what to expect. <laughs> but yes, thank you, Megan, for your time. Thank you. It's, it was great to talk to you. It's amazing, and you're on the ninth. And where can we find you on the internet if you want to know get more information? Um, I have a website mgnross.com that's Megan without any of the vowels ross.com and then my Instagram is the same mgnross yes and everyone who's listening in Durham are they able to go sign up um, at the dance school with you or no yes we do have some adult classes Um, students are definitely welcome 6 months to 18 years old (laughs) awesome yes so definitely hit that up if you have any interest in dancing and Taylor Swift would not be at the show unfortunately (laughs) she got your all excited about that (laughs) But no, thank you so much, Megan. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. I'll see you tonight. All right. Bye. The Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Live Journal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smoke sniggles. Whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.